You ever wonder how do people travel all the time, or if you ever think to yourself, "I can't travel because I need more money." Traveling is for people with money. And how exactly can I afford to go places when I'm in college or I have loans? How does this all work? I wonder if there's a way. Well, if you ever thought this, this is the episode for you. I brought on、um, a guest here in this episode. She is one of my dear friends, Andrea Kirkpatrick, and she has traveled all over the world. She has been、uh, pretty much every continent except Antarctica. And she's worked in multiple countries. She's done volunteer work and all this stuff. She also talks about her grief journey and how she healed through travel. And you'll take a listen into it as well. However, this episode is jam packed with so much for you. We discuss a lot of things about traveling, healing, tips on how to travel on a budget for free, and how to make your dreams a reality. When you are either on a budget or you don't feel like it's possible, when you feel like that you can't travel or you need to quit your job or you need to save more money or to make more money to travel, well, if you ever thought that, please keep on listening. This episode is for you. We break down the barriers, and her and I talk a lot about some of our travels as well, in hopes to inspire you and to educate you on the real truth behind long-term travel. So. Let's dive on into the show. You're listening to In Search of Her. I'm Emily Walsh. Here, I have honest conversations on grief and loss. I share stories, tips, and lessons on how we can use holistic healing to be comforted and discover our pure and authentic self. If you ever feel lost in this constant and fast-paced world, but know you are meant to be and do more, then you're in the right place. So get comfy and let's dive on in. I am so excited to be recording this episode. I have another guest on the show, and she is one of my dear friends who I met through a Facebook group called Girls Love Travel. And if you are listening and you are on Facebook and you love to travel, you need to be in this Facebook group because there are so many women in this group. Where you can meet other people, connect with other people, get tips, tricks, travel hacks, and all these things. And I met my dear friend Andrea on this group, where we actually connected through. Andrea was actually on her way to Taiwan while I was on my way too, and we connected through there. And we actually met in person in Taiwan through this Facebook group. So this is an awesome group where you can just meet so many people who love to travel. Just like you, and I will put the description in the show notes for you to join that Facebook group if you want to connect with other people that way. So, without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Andrea Kirkpatrick. Andrea is a dear friend of mine, like I said, who I met through the Facebook group. She has been all over the world. She has traveled to South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, all over the place. She has worked in many foreign countries, traveled solo. Basically, she is the queen of travel, and I am so excited that she is on this call with me. I am actually recording in my home in Cleveland, Ohio, and Andrea is in Taipei, Taiwan. So this is a 13-hour difference that we are having this call, and I just think it's so great that we are able to connect through an online community, and we are now reconnecting online as well. And what I love about the internet is we can just connect with so many people who are like-minded like us, and so. 
without further ado, this is my dear friend, Andrea. Hi. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much for joining me on this call. So as I mentioned that you love to travel and stuff. So before we get into the content, I'm going to ask you some fire away questions. And what they are is just quick questions to have the audience get to know you and something fun. So the very first question is, where are you from? I am from the USA. I'm actually from a small town. Most people have never heard of it. It's Memphis, Missouri. I've had to explain that one all my life. It's not Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, I lived there all my life until I moved abroad in 2012. Awesome. That's really great. Now, when are you the most present? Ah, when am I the most present? Um, I definitely can tell. You know, it's probably quite cliche, but when I am traveling, because it just kind of brings me into my element and I like to explore. So I really am aware of where I'm at and, you know, just focusing on where I'm in the moment and you know, not thinking about what's going on in the past or in the future because I'm not a planner either. So <laughs> I just, you know, I get somewhere and I'm like, okay, what do we want to do today? All right. Sounds good. Let's go. Awesome. What is your craziest or most memorable travel memory? Um, so I hopped on a cataran and I sailed across the Indian Ocean with never sailing a day in my life. <laughs> and I'll never forget uh, looking back at this island as we were leaving and thinking to myself, uh, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was an amazing, amazing. Yeah. That was my favorite story for sure. Awesome. So where did you end up going? Uh, where did you end up sailing through that trip? Um, so I started on a remote Island um, off the coast of Australia called Cocos Keeling Islands. And it's actually closer to Indonesia than it is Australia. And I sailed from Focus Keeling to South Africa over the course of three months. We stopped in a island, Rodriguez, and then Mauritius reunion, and then on to South Africa. Wow, that's amazing. That is something that I would love to do is to just island hop. I know that there's a thing in Europe, most likely, and in the Caribbean. I think it's called Yacht Week. And you can rent a yacht and travel around. So that's something that I plan to do in the future. But that's awesome that you brought it up. It makes me want to go and actually do that Yacht Week that I've been thinking about for like five years. Okay, the next question is, if you could eat one meal or cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm not sure you would consider it cuisine, but it's a snack, popcorn. <laughs> okay, popcorn. awesome. Awesome, awesome. And then one more question. Okay. What is your favorite book? Um, my favorite book would definitely have to be The Alchemist. Um, have you read that book before? I have not. Can you walk us through it? I've heard of it, but I'm not sure. So Why do you like that book? Um, my friend had tried to get me to read it a few times, and um, it's funny. I finally read it after I had been traveling and living in New Zealand for about a year, and uh, it's about a guy who kind of goes on like 
sort of like a pilgrimage and it's just kind of about how your life happens but it's just um it was just funny to see the parallel things with in regards to how when you start on your journey in life you know everybody kind of has their route that they're going to take and for me mine was with traveling and kind of have like a beginner's luck that gets you to your path you know everything in life you're going to have obstacles and overcome and so it was just interesting to see um, after I started traveling kind of how it played into my life that's awesome well awesome so we are done with the fire away question so let's get into the content so walk me through how did you get started with travel so a so this is a couple questions in one so how old were you when you thought I really want to travel this is my thing did you go to a place where it just sparked this in you where you're like I really want to travel I want to see the world and walk me through what that initial, I guess, travel bug spark um, looked like and where were you? Um, people have asked me this a lot and it's quite strange. When I was little, I just always knew there was more in the world than where I was from. Uh, I don't know if it was maybe from growing up in such a small town where it was very closed off and secluded. I um, think, you know, fortunately, uh, my family, we traveled some, uh, we would go to St. Louis a lot growing up to see my parents' best friend, friends, and I would always cry because I never wanted to go back home, and uh, which is bizarre, <laughs> and so as we, as I grew older, uh, it was still always the same, and I always said I was going to go away once I would, could and left for college, and so um, I think my first, I did an exchange program uh, to go overseas to Hawaii with my university because uh, I always wanted to be in a foreign exchange student. And my mom always said, oh, you have to wait till college to do that. So um, I got far enough away, but was able to stay in the States. <laughs> so I think living in Hawaii was kind of my first taste of living overseas even though it was still in the States. And uh, I just opened up my eyes to just being in a different culture. And I really, really loved it. And I knew as soon as I came home from that, I was a completely different person. And my life was never the same from that point on. Um, and I just always knew, uh, even trying to get the normal job that I, I worked out of school after that for five years, even though I traveled, on the breaks, it was just never enough time. Into ideas, what I could do. Um, and I knew I wanted to go to Australia because they had a working holiday visa. And so um, my motivation came in 2011. My best friend passed away unexpectedly, and I started looking into things that would help me just get through day by day. And um, I knew I'd wanted to quit my job. And so after that, I was just kind of like, right, I've got to go do something to help me heal and just, you know, just kind of spark, give me a spark back in life after that. And uh, so I booked my flight to New Zealand after getting my working holiday visa and I cried for a month every single day before I moved. <laughs> 
and I uh, had a group of four girlfriends who moved me. They were my moral support and they helped me move to New Zealand. And um, so that started my travel journey to living overseas and traveling. That's so awesome. And I just want to present you for sharing that story with your friend. And I, I am very sorry for your loss. And I know that when we lose someone we love, there's something that sparks something in us where we just want to do something, whether it's travel, whether it's start that business, whether it's something. And um, I know that I can relate to that in a sense because my father died when I was 16 and then my stepfather died at 24. And I, like you, my I ended up going overseas when I was 25, a little bit after my stepfather died because of losing a loved one. So I think that's very relatable because, you know, I have that same story, you have that same story, and I know that whoever's listening probably did that too, whether they wanted to get away and to heal. And I just think that travel alone can heal us when we lose someone we love. Now, do you think that travel has helped you heal from your friend that had passed away? For sure. I, I know it helped me. Um, I mean, it's a process still to this day. It's been, you know, since 2011 and just even last week I had a good cry session just about it. So, I mean, grief just has different stages. It never goes away. You still miss them. You just still the saying that I hate. You just learn to live without them. It's true. But um, for sure travel, you know, I think it has, great purposes in life and for sure it helped me heal and helped me grow as an individual and it's changed me my mom had even said when I was home for my first Thanksgiving in years that I was a completely different person than when I left to go to New Zealand and I was like well I would hope so <laughs> it's been quite a you know quite a few years so yeah that's awesome so I noticed that in your Instagram that you, when you travel around, it's not everywhere you go, but you take pictures of this pink flamingo. And I want to know the story behind it because I'm assuming this represents your friend who had passed away. So walk me through what is the story behind the pink flamingo and what exactly does it represent? Uh, so my friend he had he loved flamingos and so our friend group oh actually we're still not entirely sure what it was about the flamingo but there was a picture of him with flamingos and so we just kind of latched on to that and i wanted to pay him a tribute to you know kind of getting me back onto a path in life that i had gotten off of a little bit i always knew i loved travel so he kind of helped me guide back into that and to pay tribute to him I have a little flamingo many different sizes now through the years but it started out as a little wooden like six inch flamingo <laughs> and so it goes everywhere with me and I'm in the process of writing kids books about the flamingo and the that that is very beautiful I just want to I really want to present you on that I think that what you're doing, uh, you are number one, you are healing from your best, one of your good friends who passed away. And number two, you're honoring 
him by doing this. And also a third thing to give back and to talk about your travels and how loss has helped you, how, how, excuse me. Third is how travel has helped you heal through loss, through taking pictures and honoring your friend by, you know, an inside joke that you guys had. So I think that's awesome. So are you currently working on it right now? I am. Um, I have since off. I've, it's been a work in progress for quite a few years and um, actually talked to a lady today and so I've sent it off to her for an editing. I've been looking for quite a while. So it's just trying to find the right person to help me see my idea and get it going. So it's, it's hard when you don't really know what to do. <laughs> you just kind of yes. in it. That's awesome. But I love that you're just going into it with a mission on just giving back into documenting your story and your journey in through a children's book, because I know that you work with children and stuff. And I think that's just a beautiful way to not only express yourself, but to also give people hope who have been through a similar situation too, who feel like they can't get out of it, or they don't know what to do, or they don't know who can relate to them. So I think that's very wonderful that you're doing that. And definitely keep us all updated on that. So you travel solo quite often. So when when was your first solo trip? Like where did you end up going when you first left? Was it Australia and New Zealand? Uh, my first trip, I moved to New Zealand. Um, my friends were with me, I think. It was seven days. I forget. I don't remember. So we stopped in Fiji and then um, went to New Zealand after that. And so then I was in New Zealand by myself for a year and a half. And then I went to Australia for a year and a half. And then I worked on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, I think. Oh, so I guess the cruise ship was in between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> forgetting. And then I did the sailing after Australia. And then I went back and forth a little bit to Australia in the States. Um, and then now I'm in Taiwan. So, But I've traveled um, solo a bit through Southeast Asia as well throughout here and there too <laughs> so just kind of been I, I don't know I like I really enjoy traveling by myself I just uh you always end up meeting people and I feel not that I love traveling with people I like to meet people as I go um but I just I feel like when you're actually by yourself you have to force yourself to get out of your comfort zone and meet people but granted there are days you know if you don't want to talk to people it's cool. You don't have to. <laughs> you can just do your own thing. But I really find it quite empowering. And a lot of people always, you know, a lot of times back home, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you go by yourself. And I'm like, well, I'd rather go by myself than sit around waiting for people to go with me. Because if I have to do that, then I'm not going to do half the stuff I've done. So that's. That's why I like to travel by myself. 
That's that's awesome. So going off of that, because you have worked in a foreign country, in multiple foreign countries, and I've traveled around, you sailed, and you did all this stuff. Now, let's talk to the person who's listening to this. Like, she's probably thinking at me and you, like, these girls are so confident. They're so sure of them, themselves, and they can just get on a plane and go travel. What tip can you give them who wants to travel but has either money blocks, confidence blocks, and just they want to do it, but they don't know how or where to start? Um, I going to say I've been, throughout my travel journey, I've been in some of my lowest, lowest, deep, darkest spots financially. Um, I had money when I was in South Africa that I couldn't access and I refused to ask my parents for help. So I ended up working at a job in South Africa <laughs> where I made the equivalent of eight US dollars a day. And so I had just enough money to survive off of for a week to eat and that was it. But I refused um, to ask for help when I know I probably could have and I just couldn't do it. So I think, you know, if you really want to do it, don't be scared. You know, it's, there's always a way no matter what, it's not easy always. Um, yes, the travel lifestyle looks awesome. Um, but you're still going to have the same things. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, life still happens no matter where you are in the world. But I definitely think, you know, if you're willing, if you really want to do it, it's, going to change your life forever and you're going to grow in ways that you never would have imagined. <laughs> so um, I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's awesome. Because I think um, for me, I know for many years I had money blocks when it came to traveling. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, and maybe you at first too, you thought, well, I can't travel because I don't have the money. Only people with money travel, or I can't go to these beautiful places unless I have money. But I think the truth is when you want to travel, you become resourceful, number one. And number two, I think that People have this idea that it costs a lot of money to travel, but in reality, it's not as expensive as we think. There's always, there's always an option, you know, it's like, it's priorities. If you want to travel, you know, especially not generalizing, but a lot of places like the States, people go out to eat all the time or you know, they're going to go buy fancy coffee. It's, you know, just take the money that you do for that or shopping um, and just put the money you would buy for that and put it towards a travel fund and smart or, or start small. Even like I worked before I went to New Zealand, I was working three jobs, a full-time job and two part-time jobs just to save up money. Um, and looking back when I went to Australia, I wasn't in the most financial <laughs> Uh, financial stable position to go there but I knew that's what I wanted to do and so that was my motivation you know to get a job faster and I kind of you know I just once I got there I had no choice you know you had 
you know, if I wanted to be there, I had to find a way to do it. So, but I think, you know, there's always a way and especially, I think a lot of it is the fear. A lot of people just have such a big fear and, you know, there's always like hostels. I'm sure you've stayed in hostels or even in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of places that are, you know, there's, Just a second. <laughs> there's um in Southeast Asia, there's you know, hostels or even little like Airbnbs that are always semi-affordable. So, you know, you just sometimes you just have to think outside the box <laughs> and not, you know, go for the common stay at a fancy hotel. There's always ways to stay at places that are more in your budget. Awesome. So since you've traveled around a lot and you probably have a lot of budget hacks, have you ever traveled or stayed at a place or worked at a place in exchange for a free room or house at? What about the people who maybe are couples that are looking to travel, but they want to save money? Have you ever house at or did any of those things for people who want to have a bare minimum budget to still travel around? Yeah, there are, I know a lot of people do it. Um, I haven't really done it through my travels just because most of the places I lived, I was living there. And then if I would go somewhere, I would just pay to stay in a hostel. But there are so many more resources now that are available with house sitting and pet sitting. My friend um, in Australia, she just goes around and pet sits for people. And when I was in New Zealand, there were a few people that I pet set for, but I was also living in New Zealand. So that was still a little bit different, but I mean, there's so many more options now. And even, I think there's some websites that you can like swap houses to, like if, you know, if you have more of that option, you know, if you have a house or something and you can try to swap with people. So there's so many different outlets now that you can do versus other places. And there's, um, what's it called? I had been looking into possibly Workaway uh, last year before I went and met up with my mom in Europe. I was looking and doing some Workaways in Spain. So I was gonna do that for a month, but then I ended up staying in Taiwan for that month <laughs> instead. But um, yeah, there's just so many different ways. And I know there's woofing, uh, some of my friends in New Zealand, they used to do woofing, which is like working in exchange for your accommodation. And one of my girlfriends, she, when we were in South Africa, she worked at a winery. And so she did the woofing in exchange and helped out and she loved it. She said it was great. So there's, it's awesome with the, so many different options and ideas out there now. Yes, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing all those trips for people who are listening and they want to go travel. They're maybe really scared or they don't have the confidence or they have the money blocks, but there are so many ways around it where you can travel, where you don't necessarily have to quit your job or to, you know, look for time off work because you can look for work in a foreign country or house it whether it's summer break, if you're a teacher who's listening and you have break to do that as well. And especially if those that are college students that are listening that, you know, we're on a budget here. So
So I think that's a great way to do that, especially if you're, you're healthy and you are okay with sharing a space with other people as for that as well. Awesome. There is even, um, to add in, if you did want to try to live somewhere a bit longer, there's, um, I know there are some routes that you can go and be like all pairs in different countries, even like summer, I think there's like summer schools you could work at over in different countries. As you and I, we both met in regards to teaching overseas. So if you get a TEFL degree certificate, you can teach in other countries. In Australia, New Zealand, um, you can get working holiday visas. And I know depending on which country you're from, like Canada, they have a lot more options for countries you can work in and vice versa. But as Americans, we're quite limited to just Australia and New Zealand. So there's, I mean, there, you know, if you want to try to go somewhere a bit longer, you can have those options. And even online remote work, like what you do and stuff like that now, it's just opened up the whole world to opportunities that, you know, previous generations before didn't have. Yes, exactly. So thank you for sharing all that information. So where are you heading to next or what do you, where do you plan on going? Um, so unofficially, um, I have a job with a U.S. mainland uh, airline as a flight attendant. I'm just waiting for the training to begin. I am still just playing the waiting game at the moment because of the issues with the Max airplane. So um, can't really talk too much more about it, but uh, <laughs> that's at the, at the moment, that's just what I'm waiting on. And I'm working on my kids' books and just picking up some subbing jobs here and there um, while I'm still in Taiwan and saving up as much money as I can and trying to travel whenever because yeah it's only it's been since December and I'm already going stir crazy so <laughs> I uh this new job will be good for that so yes <laughs> uh, so that's that's I guess what I'm doing at the moment and I've been working on you know it's a, always a daily I know you do a lot of meditation and just trying to work on healing a lot of things from childhood and trying to always just kind of make myself a better person as much as possible yes that's awesome I think that you know once you travel a lot it's almost like you can go anywhere now and um, I think that's wonderful that we have all these opportunities handed to us with the internet and all these things where we can travel we can see the places that we want to see so let me ask you what when you were a little girl what was the one place or country that you always wanted to go to before Instagram, before Pinterest, before social media? What, where was it? And did you visit it? I did actually. So I just ticked off the top three uh, with my last trip, but the number one place I always wanted to go to was Fiji. I'm not sure why, but just Fiji always seemed so foreign and far away. and uh my I drove my friends crazy on our plane ride to Fiji actually because I was so excited I was like the little kid that you're just like shut up and I kept saying them to them 
hey guys, guess what? Guess what? And they'd be like, what? And I would say, we're going to Fiji. And they're like, we know. <laughs> so it was, it was such a cool moment uh, once we were there just to actually be there. And then it was kind of a strange feeling after taking that country off my list because then I was like, well, now what? <laughs> but, you know, as you know, once you go somewhere, it's not, you know, your list doesn't get shorter. It just gets replaced with something else and it keeps getting longer. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that was, that was my top destination that I always wanted to go to. So that's, that is completed and my list is much, 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 much longer now. So. <laughs> yes, I can, I can definitely relate to that. I know my list is like 50 countries, like, I could just list them like just so easily for me when I was a little girl I you know I really liked you know the Disney princesses my favorite my two favorite princesses were actually I think three so if you want to call Mulan a princess so I really liked Mulan and I've always wanted to go to mainland China and Japan so when I was a little girl I remember there was this Japanese food in the mall and I would tell my mom, I want the Japanese food. And when I was, I think five, we ended up going to Disney world in Florida in America. And my mom was like, well, what food do you want? And I said, I want the Japanese food. I want to go to Japan. And the thing is I never been to Japan and I've, I don't know why I've been holding it off. I think it's because I want to spend more than just a couple days there. So I think that's why I need to do extra planning. And then the, besides China and Japan, I've always wanted to go to the Middle East and especially India because I loved Jasmine. So my, my, one of my goals and dream would be to go to India for a couple months. I just read about India when I was in college, when I was about 19 years old, I actually took a class on India and I just fell in love with the culture. It was so completely different. And I just loved how India has such an impact on the world, but we don't really realize it. I think a lot of people look at the Western as the main thing, but India has a significant history. It goes into it has deep root culture and just everything. And I would definitely love to spend time in there and many cities all over the place, but it would have to be a couple months at a time because, you know, I would love to go to Goa in the beaches and then go see the Taj Mahal, but also go to the Tibet area with that mountain. So it would be something that I have to plan for a long term or make multiple trips to go to. But India, definitely India, China and Japan were definitely the places when I was younger, before social media, before the pictures and stuff that you see on the internet. And I think going off of that you mentioned healing the inner child and stuff. I think it's very important that we take a look at ourselves. And if we do want to travel or go somewhere or find healing, is we look at our inner child and think, what did I want as a young child? Where did I always want to go? And go follow that intuition and see where that ends up. Because I think a lot of times, um, I do think social media and stuff is great. But I also think in order for us to heal, we need to look at the inner child. And what did we want 
And what was our desire as a young kid without any influences, without our parents, without social media, and go to that place and see what happens. So I'm definitely working on that as well. And I'm, I'm so excited to see where that would take me because it's, these are places I've been wanting to go to for a long time. And that's exciting that you already hit some of them yourself as well. So. Awesome. It's a very surreal, surreal feeling. <laughs> so I ticked off Spain and Greece. So Fiji, Spain, and Greece were the top three. And Greece, when I was there, I was just like, yep, I knew I was going to love it. And yeah, still just go back through all my photos and <laughs> like, ah. Oh. So yeah, there's, yeah. There's always those places that for some reason you're just drawn to them. Not quite sure why, but it's just the star, and it's definitely. I I totally agree. Um, there are some places in the states, like with the healing and stuff. Um, it's interesting. Energetically, there are some places in the states that I'm just so connected to, and like Santa Fe, New Mexico, for me, that's like one of my ultimate healing places. I just it's it's a strange feeling, but it's yeah. There are certain places that have a draw and a pull and there's there's always a reason you might not always know why but there's your body I definitely agree like your body always knows what's best for you yes I want to go off on that that you mentioned that your body understands because I think sometimes our mind and our consciousness doesn't know until we actually step into it because I know there was a couple places where I would travel to and I set foot on and your body immediately feels this sense of either relief or it just feels like it's just an overwhelming sense of emotion that you're supposed to be there and you're like why am I crying why am I upset why do I feel this overly sense of joy in a sense because I know I felt that way when I was in Seoul, Korea, I went to a temple and immediately when I went there, I just started crying. And I don't know why this was just a normal temple, but I ended up spending three hours there praying in the temple with the locals and just just praying for my healing. And um, it was a very good experience. But I knew as soon as I stepped foot on the soil that I was supposed to be there. I don't know why, but it was just such a relief that I was able to do that. I do Instagram more. Uh, my handle is adventures underscore of underscore a underscore travelholic. Um, and yeah, reach out to me if you have questions. I have a couple of videos. Um, I had been doing YouTube, but then I just kind of, that's not really my my thing so um I just kind of gave up on that but I still have a few uh, videos linked off of my Instagram and on Facebook my name is Andrea Kirkpatrick uh, if you want to reach out to me there as well you're more than welcome and if there's any girls who love to travel um I know they just passed the 1 million members mark so that's pretty amazing and um go join that group and there are millions of women million of women who are all over the world who love to travel and that's how emily and i met which is crazy so um i just the internet's an amazing place now for connecting and can find people to travel with 
So if you ever have questions, there's plenty of people to look into to ask him for advice and opinions and just go do it. <laughs> so I guess not really much else to say, I guess, for that. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for being on the show. I'm going to link your Instagram and Facebook and the Girls Love Travel in the show notes for those of you that are listening and to want to join the group with me and Andrea to connect with other women as well. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, or should I say night, (laughs) calling in Taiwan. So thank you so much. And I will see you guys. If you're listening, share this with a friend. Tag me and Andrea on Instagram if you're listening to this. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) This episode has been such a delight to connect with my friend who is living in Taiwan. And I think it's just amazing of her sharing her story of losing her really good friend and honoring her friend through travel and also healing and learning about herself as well. I hope that this episode gave you tips and inspired you that it is possible for you to travel. It is possible for you to turn your dreams of traveling the world a reality because I think it is possible for you to do that. And the real thing is, it's costing you more to not go to these places that you've been wanting to go to. And as I mentioned before, Let's talk about the inner child. Where have you always wanted to go when you were a young child? Go to that place. Go to that place before Instagram and all that influence and see what happens because it's such a powerful thing to ignite that and to tap into that feeling because I know I've been to incredible places and it's such an incredible feeling that it's hard to explain that you need to see it for yourself. And I hope that you took something from this episode because there was a lot of stuff in it. However, if you're listening to this, let me know where is the place that you've always wanted to go to but didn't. Please tag me on Instagram at emily.a.walsh. Also, feel free to reach out to my dear friend Andrea at Adventures of a Travelholic. And I'm so excited that you tuned into this episode. I hope you have a good day, good week, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. If you are hanging out on Instagram, I want you to screenshot it, share it in your stories, and tag me at emily.a.walsh. And if you are hanging out on Facebook, you can join my Facebook group at www.facebook.com groups slash in search of her. If you would like to connect with me on a more personal level, feel free to send me a DM on either Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me at contact at emilyawalsh.com. I would love to hear from you and to continue the conversation, and I will see you in the next one.